Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. It's the podcast, the IGN UK podcast, a very special IGN UK podcast, because nobody else is bothered coming in. No, there's just two of us. Just the two of us. Yeah. Luke Kamali, Stuart Reed. If you're not watching the video, if you're only listening to us in audio, I'm the one in the check shirt. There you go. Um, so yes, everyone else is away this week. Um, so we've Where been spending... Where are they all? Um, They're all actually... Well, Tilly is in Texas. Yeah. Uh, he's going to South by Southwest. In fact, he should She's on a plane, be... probably. Really drunk around about... Right about now. Now. Right about now. Yeah. Um, and the others are um, in the IGN San Francisco offices um, having a chat about how to make things better for you guys. Interestingly, we didn't get invited to that. No, we didn't. Um, and so we spent all our time staying here chasing the dragon. By that I mean playing a lot of Skyrim, obviously. I warned Luke about that gag. Now, see, I thought it was quite funny. Yeah. No? It would have been last year. When was Skyrim released? Um, 2011. What? I swear, wasn't it the 11th of the 11th of the 11th? I don't, I don't know. I swear I remember trailers about that. So that is, Skyrim is now three years old, which is... You're going to have to run the podcast on your own. I've left my coffee over there. Okay, right. Okay, you, you, you carry on. Right, you ditch out. This is worse the time than when Tilly went to the toilet. How is this worse than the time when Tilly went to the toilet? He went to the toilet, I'm merely picking up a coffee cup. Yeah, well, you have that cup of coffee and then I'm sure you'll end up... Needing Shitting? It, shitting yourself. <laughs> um... So I'm 45, it doesn't take coffee to make me do that. <laughs> right. So yeah, so it's going to be just me and Stu handling you today. Switch off now. Yeah. Is our advice to you, my dear listener, or viewer, because of course we are also... If I've connected it up and pressed the right buttons, this will also be in video. <sighs> yeah, so uh, apologies. I, I make very subtle digs in the podcast story about Stuart setting things up wrong. Yeah. Not that all. Also, if you're looking at the video, um, if you're not, this won't make sense. If you're looking at the video, you may notice that um, I, basically, I'm, we're recreating The Hobbit slightly, in the sense that I, um, you know that scene at the start of The Lord of the Rings yeah. where Ian McKellen has to sit close to the camera and, um, what's his chops? The other one, the little fella. Little fella. Krupa sits further <laughs> back um, yeah. to, to make them look the different sizes. We've done that in reverse, so I'm actually sitting close to the camera. I'm actually 14 feet behind <laughs> Luke Yeah, right now. We have actually had to do that because otherwise the shot looks very weird and yeah. I look like a dwarf. So, Yes. What? This week's news in the world of games and films. And we begin with uh, the fact that GTA V has been listed... Uh, as a, as a valuable building. <laughs> what? As a what? It's been listed as a grade two protected building. <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine. Uh, it's been listed as coming out for PS4. Yes. By Portuguese, that, that well-known Portuguese online retailer. Uh, Wharton. Wharton. Now, I don't think you pronounce it Wharton. Wharton? Wharton? No, because they're not German. Why? How you can pronounce it then? Well, it probably is Wharton. I don't know. Great. It's Portuguese. If you're Portuguese... IGN underscore UK feedback. Obviously. Yeah. IGN.com. <laughs> and uh, let us know how you pronounce Wharton if it's not pronounced Wharton. Yeah. If it is pronounced Wharton, don't write in. I think, I think, yeah. It can't be Vorton. No, it can't be Vorton. No. It's ridiculous. No, it's ridiculous. Uh, so, yes, we have information that Wharton stores will be selling the game in question according to Eurogamer.pt, which is obviously the Portuguese Eurogamer site. Right? Yeah. Right, right. The dream. Uh, and they're also asking for a deposit, a five euro deposit for pre orders. Interesting. 
Which leads some to believe that obviously they're going to have to refund that if they're wrong. Yeah, but they're, surely they're not going to want to do that. I mean, they're not in the in the shit, are they? And they don't need some loads of people to suddenly give them five dollars so that they don't go under. Well, you'd hope not. Unlike other ga- uh, gaming stores, gaming stores, gaming Ooh. stores. Edgy, edgy. Thanks. Um, uh, interestingly, though. This has happened before any news of a of PC release. Yes, so we've heard... Um, this is the thing. We, loads of people are expecting uh, PC releases. Like, mm. that's just pretty much a given at this stage. I mean, all, you know, Grand, um, Grand Theft Auto 4 came to PC, I think it was eight months after it hit consoles. Right. So we're due an announcement, I reckon, right? So what, it came mm. out in September, yeah. so been about six months. So we're looking... I, I think there should be a PC announcement soon, but maybe the PC announcement will go hand-in-hand hand with the next-gen version. You'd think so, wouldn't you? I'm kind of over this, to be honest. What? what GTA? I'm over GTA Five, but I'm also already. Over, yeah, it didn't even it, online. <laughs> what? Unlike all those millions that are still loving it. Ooh. Um, the thing that I don't kind of get—it's just there's too many games at the moment that are just being rehashed and put on next-gen consoles. Like, and I know that they're pretty, but I've got them already. I don't. I I want new games. Tomb Raider Definitive Edition. Yeah, it looks a lot prettier. Does it? I've already got it. Yeah. Is, it, is it significantly prettier? Yeah, hair's got its own physics engine or something. Hair's got physics engine! So I'm just over that, quite frankly. And, there, and I actually now have a follow-up story that's very, very similar to that. Mm. Um, the Mass Effect trilogy may be remastered for PS4 and Xbox One. Remaster. Remaster. Effect. Remaster effect. Um, so, yeah. Doesn't work. Doesn't work. You tried, though. Thanks. Um, so yeah, it may be remastered. Apparently they're discussing it internally at Bioware. Um, has nothing official, obviously, but um, that might happen. I just don't, I don't see why again. I don't see why we, like... Especially it, not if we're going to get all this, uh, you know, cloud nonsense where you play old games without having to download the old mm. games. Do you know what I mean? What's it called? Uh, well, PlayStation Now, right? PlayStation Now, you slag! Or, as we call it in Europe, PlayStation sometime in 2017. Oh. Um... But yeah, I, I don't know. It's kind of... What? Not news? Well, it is news. I mean, I wrote it up. I wouldn't write up something that wasn't news. But <laughs> Of course not. Of course not. But it is um, it's just a bit kind of weird. Like, I, 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 I like Mass Effect, and I never finished Mass Effect 3, which is the secret. Because oh. I actually just started here um, yeah. right after Mass Effect 3 came out, and Keza and Krupa were chatting about it all the time, yeah. saying, you know, because this was the whole ending controversy, and I was like, oh, I better act like I've fit in, I better pretend I played it. So I did. And What's um, the ending controversy? Can we mention it or is that a spoiler? Um, well, I haven't seen it and I've managed to avoid spoilers for all these years. So if any of you email in and spoil it for me, I will hunt you down. But it's basically... If any of you email in and spoil it for Luke, I'll give you a prize. So, <laughs> basically, um, people didn't like the ending. Okay. People didn't like the ending. Um, I think... I didn't like any part of any of the Mass Effect games. It's just not my bag. Really? You're not sci- you like sci-fi, don't you? I like sci-fi, but there was something about Mass Effect I just did not like. Right. I would have preferred them to make a Mass Effect MMO rather than The Old Republic. Yeah, but you'd like your entire life to be an MMO. My entire life is an MMO. But I kind of would like him... I'd like them to make it um, an MMO now. I think that's the next stage for me. But I'm happy for Mass Effect 4 to come out. I'm pleased. And I'm sure they're pleased. As well I, that you're happy yeah, no, I'm ready, I'm willing, and I'm able. Now, here's the thing. Um, Amy Hennig, you may have heard of, you may not have heard of, I don't know. I don't know how about if you, you might be a, a member of an immediate family. You might not be, though. But let me tell you who Amy Hennig is, if you don't know. Amy Hennig uh, has just celebrated her 10th anniversary with Naughty Dog, who you may have heard of. Yeah. As they did a couple of interesting games. They did, Quite yeah. good games. Are you looking at my news story, Luke? I am. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dear Thanks. God. 
So, Amy Hennig was director and writer on Uncharted Drake's Fortune, Uncharted 2 Amongst Thieves, and Uncharted 3 Jake's, Drake's Deception. Uh, and she's left. She's left Naughty Dog without much of a buy or leave, really. But there are rumours, rumours, rumours that she was quote-unquote forced out by Neil Druckmann and Bruce Straley, who were responsible for The Last of Us. They were. And the rumours are that uh, the next Uncharted, Uncharted 4, which will be out on PS4, of course, yes. is now under their control. We are controlling the next iteration of this game. They did not say. They did. And that was not a quote. No. Uh, so that's quite sad. Yeah, isn't no. It? Is this a case of workplace bullying? Well, so it says here that she, her last day at the studio was Monday, March the 3rd. Weird day. Last day. They have a last day on a Monday. That At the start of the month. That sounds very mm, weird. Yeah. You leave at the end of the month or the end of the week. You, yeah. ne- you know, that sounds very much like a very sudden departure. Um, a bit like what Mark Lawson's done on Radio 4. What's he done on Radio 4? He's gone and left um, with immediate effect. What, with his three listeners? Oh, you bitch. <laughs> wow. I no, can see like, where this is heading. You no, know, it's, it's all good. But, um, but this is what... I don't want, I don't want Naughty Dog to be uh, mean. a hotbed of meanness and nastiness and antipathy and all that kind of stuff because I don't want it to... Well, no, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uncharted, great. Uncharted 1. Yeah. Uncharted 2, amazing. Mm. Uncharted 3 probably didn't quite hit the heights of Uncharted 2, amongst thieves. So, Last of Us, amazing. You finished The Last of Us, have you? Yeah. I haven't played Left Behind Absolutely yet. incredible. I haven't. See, I haven't played Left Behind, but I know all about Left Behind because I've been writing this feature about this whole gay gaming thing and mm. there's a lot of stuff that goes on in The Last of Us. Obviously, Bill, everyone talks about Bill. So I've kind of need to play through Left Behind um, before I, I publish that. But um, I don't know. It's weird because it's a very inclusive game. The Last of Us is very clever, like, you know, very well written. Yep. You don't like to think that behind the scenes, maybe there's a bit of strife at Naughty Dog, especially when they're riding high on so much success. But then maybe they viewed the fact that, you know, Druckmann and Straley were so so good for The Last of Us. They Which they were. Because yeah. The Last of Us is an, is an amazing game. Maybe, maybe they just m- want to hand it over. Maybe Uncharted will have a, a bit of a reboot. Maybe it'll be grittier. Maybe it'll be darker. Well, we, yeah, as far as I'm aware, we don't know that much about Uncharted 4, PS4. We just had that very, very brief teaser trailer during VGX Awards. That's right. Um, and so we don't know if Drake's coming back or anything like that, or we don't know much. So <laughs> No change there, boys and girls. <laughs> right, is it me? Yeah. Again. Okay. So, oh, yes. So last week, uh, Mr. Tilly and myself went to see um, 20 minutes of footage of the new Godzilla movie. Yeah. 20 minutes, that's about as long as Tilly can stay awake during the screening. We managed to get through it. Yeah. Um, so, and we had a Q&A with the director that lasted for about, about 45 minutes. There was something there that we were asked not to say and tell you guys. And if you've seen our conversation video, we did very well. We didn't mention it. You uh, circumvented it. We Luke. circumvented it. Um, now, however, it's been completely spread all over the internet thanks to a toy line. So I'm going to talk what about now? it. A toy line. Okay. So if you don't want any spoilers for Godzilla, maybe scrub through the next couple of minutes. Yeah. Just because there's a little spoiler coming. Um, so basically, Godzilla isn't the only monster in the movie. There are lots of other kaiju in it. Um, and I don't know, if you're watching the video podcast, you can have a look. Otherwise, go on the, go on the website and we've got an image, an image of a toy. Um, so Godzilla fights these kaiju, but he also... It's terrorising the cities and things. Um, so now, to give it a bit of context, the problem is 
the radi- basically these monsters feed mm-hmm. on radiation. Yep. So the premise of the film, aside from trying to fight these monsters, is that we're, the, like mankind has to move all like nuclear warheads, everything away from populated areas because having them there draws the monsters. Oh, yeah, right. Okay. Draws the monsters there. Um, and there's a scene we saw that was that was brilliant, involving them trying to move a train, a train full of nuclear warheads. Um, across the country and there's a big big kaiju kind of comes there and then suddenly Godzilla's there as well Godzilla fights his kaiju but he's not like defending mankind he's just kind of like there to restore balance yeah, yeah. He, he, he wants does he want the radiation for himself, I don't then? think he does he's just he's just been woken up and there's this whole kind of thing that the nuclear testing that was done into the Pacific yeah. back in the 50s yeah. everyone was like oh maybe that woke up Godzilla but actually what we saw um, is it wasn't a nuclear test. It was an attempt to put down Godzilla. Put him down. Put him down. Um, so, yeah. So, anyway, it's now been confirmed, and we were asked not to talk about it at the time, but you know what? If you can't control your toy manufacturers... It's gonna <laughs> what happen. can you control? What can you control yeah. in this world? Damn you, toy manufacturers, spoiling our movies! And so I've got one more. Yeah? Hit me up. Should we do this one, and then yeah. we'll move on to yeah. the... Okay, so the next one, obviously, is... We must get a table in here. We should... Well, we, we did have some, a table. Here's the thing. We, got, we have a huge table, glass-top table. You might have seen it in some of <laughs> yeah. our videos. Uh, but it takes three people to, to lift it. It's so heavy. <laughs> and there's only two of and us only today. Two of us. And I'm old, and Luke is... Well, Luke's Luke. So <laughs> we, we couldn't get the table over here. And we've got another... We've got a little poof... I'm sorry, there, eh? <laughs> hey, a little puff over there, but it's got a telly on it, and you know, we need that there and stuff. So, I have to keep dipping out of shot to pick up my coffee. Yeah, me too. And I've got nowhere to put my paper, so I'm just throwing it on the floor. It's fine. We're, it's just us, you know. It's a shambles. It, it is a shambles. We need um, we need to buy new stuff. So the big news this week for me, Batman, hmm? Arkham Knight. Meh. You like the Arkham series, Stuart? Hey, hang on. I love I loved Arkham Asylum. The next one, Arkham City, it was okay. The third one, nobody played. No. The fourth one, however, we're going back to Rocksteady. We are going back to Rocksteady. So, supposedly, so GameStop has listed it for um, October the 14th. That's exciting. Yes, um, we, we do know that it is due out this year, but, um, but we don't have an official release date. Um, but the big, big exciting bit, mm. the Batmobile. You're driving the Batmobile. You say big, big exciting bit. I'm not that excited about driving the Batmobile. So you're one well, of the. I'm not, I'm not a massive driving fan anyway in video games because I know what's going to happen. I tweeted about this. You're going to have to do all these things where you're up against time and you have to do like timed things and stuff Contrails. like that around the bloody city, and you've got to get people within a certain amount of time, and that's just going to piss me off because I'm going to fail at that time and f-ing time again. Well, supposedly you can't like. They wanted to give you a sense of power, so the Batmobile won't be stopped by many things, you know, you won't exactly be hitting walls and stuff, you'll go straight through things. Um, as in, like, break through them, not as in, like, poor graphics. Um, <laughs> it's also, that's worth saying, actually, it's, it's next-gen only, so oh, it's okay. PC, PS4, and Xbox One yeah. only. Um, and the other, big, the other big thing is that you like, you like your memory and things, um, <laughs> is that supposedly the, Bat, the Batmobile, all the kind of systems surrounding it and everything is too much detail to fit onto like an Xbox 360 disc. Right. So like the, it takes up that much memory or something. Just what? Hang on. Just the console itself. I kind of regret saying that. I don't know if I, if well, I mean that. Show it to me and I'll, I'll try and make no, sense of I re- it. No, I read it on another site. And yeah, which there is why... other ga- video game sites? Other sites are available. No, they're not. Um, not if I had my way, they wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Just once the they're plan comes together. Um, 
But yes, it's also, this is the interesting point. So the game director, Sefton Hill, said, this is the natural end for the story and we really want to go out in style. So this, it seems then... Didn't they say that about the second one? I don't know, maybe. I can't remember. But this is the point, right? Yeah. Three Rocksteady games, one game by Warner Brothers Montreal that's a prequel. Does that, or does that not really scream shameless cash-in? The natural end of the series that they've been working on for a while. Did we need Arkham Origins? No. In any way, shape or form? Is that, when people remember the series, are they going to be like, oh no, there were four games? I thought Arkham City was the natural ending anyway, because of the ending. Mm. Because of, you know, what happens with you know who. Yeah. I mean, is it just going to be like, you know, this is the... They're going to is, find something else to do, aren't they? I mean, it's the Batmobile this time. What's going to be next time? Well, is it going to be the Arkham Trilogy, though? Is, are people going to just call it the Arkham Trilogy and just forget Origins altogether? Because Origins was released um, with a lot of bugs. And, was it? Yeah, and now they've said, sorry, we can't fix it. What? They don't have the uh, bandwidth to fix it, apparently, because they're working on Story DLC, which for a broken game. That's outrageous. I know, and they've actually said, we're done fixing it now. This is... As good as it gets. What are some of the bugs then? Do you know? Because I've I, I've not even put a game in in my machine. This game. No, I, I haven't either. Um, I don't know anything about it. I just remember writing it up. But it's oh. apparently very very. Um, there's apparently serious issues. Like whenever I write stories about it, the comments go a bit kind of like stop releasing DLC and start fixing the game. Mm. So I don't know. I'm I am excited for Arkham Knight. Apparently it's um it's a new a- area of Gotham that's much much larger than Arkham City. Um, including wider streets to accommodate the vehicle. Um, we obviously need... There was that... Um, I don't know if you've seen the trailer. Have you seen the debut trailer? Yeah. Cinematic trailer. Incredible. Um, it's, I think it's exciting, but I want to see gameplay because I'm quite jaded following Arkham Origins. But Rocksteady, right? They're, everything they touch turns to gold. If not gold, at least gold-plated. Yes. Okay. So, so, fingers crossed for that one. Uh, movie news. We're just going to have a quick chat about... Les Oscars, as they would say in France. Yes. Or the Oscars, as we say over here. But first, we're going to talk about my favourite moment of the Oscars. Please do. My favourite moment of the Oscars is when John Travolta introduced the wickedly talented Adele Dazeem. <laughs> and then completely and utterly, like, and then, and right, I'm getting my phone. If, okay. But, like, okay. so I tweeted this, and um, I'll try and embed it in the story, just because it's funny as anything. So... I'm gonna. I want you to read this out loud because yep. I've read it too many times and it's, <laughs> I've gone lost. It so, so it's a picture just to give you an idea. It's a picture of John Travolta <laughs> at the Oscars, looking longingly at ben, the back of Benedict Cumberbatch's head. And so, what does it say? Oh my God, it's Beryl Cumsatchel. <laughs> it's just brilliant. So that got. Um, that did very well, yeah. I thought. Um, but that was my favourite moment of the Oscars, and I felt so sorry for Adina Menzel. Um, Poor Adina Menzel. Adina Menzel, whose career's been going for the best part of, like, 20 years. Yeah. Like, the high point before now, I mean, she obviously starred in um, Wicked, Wicked. Hence his <laughs> very good... <laughs> the Wicked Delendid. Um, and Glee, and, you know, she started her career in Rent, married to Tay Diggs. No, no, not anymore. They are married. Nope. No. Well, they've split up. No, they haven't. Yes, they have. Don't do this to me live Honestly, on the seriously? podcast. Did you not know? They haven't split they up. They have split up. That's bullshit. It's not. Don't. They have. Seriously, check it out. Look on your phone. Adina Menzel marriage split. Bear Piss with off. Us. This isn't well, this, true. This is true. So, sorry about this. This is, this is completely unscripted. Luke did not know about this. But it, honestly, man, put it in there. We'll just uh, we'll wait for Luke to catch up for a moment. Well, so good. the other thing is that you should probably know about... Um, Stuart really likes Frozen. He's seen it how many times? Uh, I've seen it four times. Now. Right, there you go. And he also um, keeps singing Let It Go 
all the time. All the time. And then can't help myself. And then and then what did you say? What was the other thing you did? Um, oh yeah, but before we came in here, he was like, "My name's Adina Menzel." And I don't know that's true. What? <laughs> and I'm also going to see Wicked tonight as well because I've never seen it. So I'm oh, it's really good. Big fan of musical theatre. Yeah, this is probably the campest edition of the podcast ever. <laughs> oh, there. They okay. did split. They did split. See. Oh no, that's really sad. Shit. They were together for ten years. Yeah, they've got a couple of kids and everything. Do you need to take a moment? I'll cry after this, but that's really upset me. Can you cry now? I think it'll do wonders for the ratings. I don't want to go. I don't promise I'd never let you see me cry. <laughs> oh my God. Luckily, you're always facing away from me. When exactly. You cry. That's really. Oh, shit. <laughs> All right, come on. Let's move on. Because, yeah. uh, of course, um, pleased to say that. Frozen, which is now officially one of my favourite films of all time. Not just favourite cartoons, but favourite films. Uh, one best animated feature at the Oscars. Congratulations. First Disney cartoon directed by a woman, I believe. Really? Well. Yeah. Did it told me that, so it might be wrong. But he's very rarely. Oh, and it also won best original song. Best original song for Let It Go, which is great news. That is great news. Yeah. Uh, big winner, Gravity, of course. Best director Did for it get Alfonso seven? Cuaron. Yeah, I think something like seven. Seven, seven or thereabouts. Uh, didn't get Best Actress for Sandra Bullock, though. That went to Kate Blanchett in Blue Jasmine. Haven't seen Blue Jasmine. Great performance in a middling film, I would say. Uh, what else have we got? Woody yeah, Allen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Just Woody Careful. Allen. All right, just say Woody Allen. That's all you have to say. Yeah. Uh, best foreign language film, The Great Beauty, which I really want to see. I haven't seen it yet. Big Loser was um, American Hustle, right? Nominated in pretty much every category. Yeah, yeah. Didn't you watch that the other I day? I watched it yesterday, in fact. Thoughts? Thoughts are that it is so much less than the sum of its parts. Really? Ama- it's a, it is a film about hair. All you do all the way through is marvel at people's hair. Explosion at the wig factory. That's right. And, that's, mm. and, and, and it's far too long. It clocks in, I think, two hours, 18 minutes. Oh, God. Jesus, that's a long film. And it never quite kicks into gear. So what... You're, I, what you're, yeah. You're kind of expecting it, because it's, it's a good film. It's all about... You know, it's, it's about a massive hustle and who's crossing who and who's double-crossing mm. who. And this whole edifice that is built up. But th- then there comes a point where you just kind of go, you know what, I'm kind of a bit lost now. Yeah. It's not being... Maybe I'm being stupid. It's not being signposted clearly enough to me. And then, just as you think it's going to get going, it all stops. It just ends and that's it. And the performances aren't... Amy Adams is great in it, but Amy Adams is, is great in absolutely everything. Yeah. Jennifer Lawrence is okay. Uh, Christian Bale is a little bit over the top in it, I think. So, so that's what I was going to say. Jennifer Lawrence, like some of my friends who've seen it, because I haven't seen American Hustle, mm. some of my friends who've seen it have said that they are worried that we are now suffering from overexposure to Jennifer yeah. Lawrence. She, there's no doubt she's an amazing actress. She's incredibly talented. She yeah. completely deserved her Oscar win. But I think we're in danger. She clearly filmed a lot of stuff following the Oscar win and everything, and it's all yeah. coming out around a similar time. Yeah. And I'm worried that... It's a little bit too much mm. because she's a brilliant actress. She's very versatile. She's very talented, but it's just too much. And you know, I I'm I'm excited. I love the Hunger Games. Like the Hunger Games was my biggest surprise. I think of last year, the original Hunger Games. Really? I I went in with like zero expectation. Yeah. And I came out like just blown away. And I think I ended up seeing it at the cinema about four or five times. Okay. I really really enjoyed it. Um, read the books and everything. Wasn't a huge fan of the second one. Mm. Liked it more the second time I saw it. Um. But yeah, I, I don't know. I just kind of... She's incredibly talented, but I just worry like that we are seeing too much of her. And by all accounts, an American hustle, so-so. 
Yeah, well, she's not really given enough to get her teeth into. It's all, all, the, all the parts, I think, in American Hustle are very... Probably with the exception of Jeremy Renner, who's, who's really good in it, I think. They mm. are more caricatures than, than, than real people. Yeah. So I was, I was kind of disappointed. It's like, it's like a three out of five movie. Really? I expected it to be a four out of five. Um. Yeah. Uh, a couple more best supporting actor Jared Leto for Dallas Buyers Club no surprise because he was phenomenal in that. so I haven't seen that but have you ever told me that the lead singer of 30 Seconds to Mars <laughs> and the, that, that guy who made his debut or what have you in Fight Club yeah like he's no, just, he's, he, wasn't he, he's in lots of stuff but like he's just like that small supporting role he's like baby something in. he was in Requiem for a Dream wasn't he I think so he's, he's like but how many people actually managed to do the whole I guess I do music and I also do acting Frank Sinatra was about the only one I can think of. Well, Justin of, Timberlake, of obviously. Justin yeah. Timberlake. Yeah. JT. Yeah. <laughs> um, what else have we got? I think that's more or less it, really. We don't have to spend too long on this because it's, it's like last week. Yeah. 12 Years a Slave. Best, best picture, 12 Years a Slave. Best director, Alfonso Cuaron. I've never so, understood that. No, I, I find that a bit difficult as well. Because, you know, 12 Years a Slave, it may be best picture, but... Very few other Oscar wins for it. Um, well, the uh, Lupita Nyong'o, right? Yeah. Who was an absolute darling, I thought, oh, of the she's Oscars. sweet. Mm. Sorry, did I just get you with my pen? You did. Sorry about you that. Bitch. She was lovely. She was lovely. And she deserved that award. Um, blah, 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 blah. That's it. Act of Killing did win Best Documentary, which I was surprised about. Oh, what did win Best Documentary? Uh, 20 Feet from Stardom, which is all about backing singers. Oh, that could be part of it. Do you know what I find really frustrating at the Oscars, though, is when they give out the, the um, awards for Best Short Film, Animated and Live Action. Because I think, I want to see these movies. Yeah. I want to see these short films. How do you get to see them? Where do you see these short movies that they go on about? It's not like a cinema will just say, hey, come and see this short movie. I mean, I wonder how it would work. Do, I mean, I know because we've asked before about cinema prices and some people who work in cinemas have, have written in. Would there ever be a possibility of a cinema putting on, you know, just a short, a, a brief kind of short film festival? I mean, you know, like yeah. places like, you know, the Prince Charles, I, yeah. I'm sure they do, but... Is it to do with distribution rights? Like, would it be t- tricky to kind of get all the different distribution well, companies or anything to kind of agree? There, or? There's, um, the, the BAFTAs do it. This year, um, yes. there's a programme of short films that are going, that's going around cinemas, the BAFTA award-winning short films. I think we're lucky being in London as well, that, where there are short film festivals. But oh, once so you, the, once the you get outside... does them, stuff, I'm yeah, sure, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And also the, um, the Curzon in Soho is yes. pretty good for that kind of thing too. Um, two others, just quickly. Uh, yep. Philomena? Which I still haven't seen, and I really do want to see that. Um, yeah, I haven't seen that. I was going to ask you that. Um, Save Mr. Banks, you have seen. I have seen, and Thoughts? I liked it. It's uh, Liked, not loved? I really enjoyed it. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an old-fashioned kind of movie. It's, you know, it's one of those classic Sunday afternoon sort of films. Yeah. I think if you pick your time right, if you're in the mood for it, you, you're going to soak it up like a hot bath. You're really going to enjoy it. <laughs> Brilliant. That can, go, that can go on the home ends. Uh, cover if you like soak it up like, soak a, it hot up like a hot bath yeah um, as always we welcome your feedback on anything you talk about so if you were surprised at anything uh, at the Oscars this year or if you want to give us your John Travolta name because there was a brilliant uh, is it on Reddit or BuzzFeed something like that yeah 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 there's a John Travolta name generator yeah. um, I think we're going to have to call this podcast something to do with in tribute to Adele Dazeem's divorce or something. All right, then. I'm just feeling really sad. I'm still, like, I wasn't listening to half of what you said then. Just still a bit, really. Plus a change. Feedback. So, first up, Craig Watts has written in uh, with uh, um, an email that's... <laughs> do you want me to do mine so very, then you no, can... No, no, it's fine. It's very long. I think he's had a bit of trouble with cut and paste. And also, 
his tabulation is all over the shop. I'm just going to say, can you move that pen away from me? Because you've already stabbed Frankly, me twice. And if you get it on my trousers, I am going to kill you. All right. Great. Gone. Onwards. I love the fact he's written a whole page of A4. Whole page of A4 for feedback. And the first line is, okay, short and sweet. It's not, is it? <laughs> it's just not. Anyway, Craig, thank you. Uh, first game I completed, because we were talking about this the other week. Do you remember the first game you completed? Oh, God, yes. Yeah. Yes. Great Escape on the Spectrum. <laughs> this is where his cut and paste goes a bit awry. Uh, first game I completed was The Great Escape on the Spectrum. Probably the Hey Guys, greetings from China, some feedback regarding last week's podcast questions. Games completed, Great Escape on the Spectrum. The only game I completed the whole time I owned the Spectrum due to the unfairness of most games. Uh, it was uh, after that he said Altered Beast he said but the local cinema's Altered Beast was buggy and you could play it for free yeah that's nice I like that and then we were talking about walking out of bad films the other week as well he says uh, back in the day me and a friend used to go to the cinema regardless of what was on as my friend my friend knew the one armed security guard ticket taker person who worked there and he said hang on one armed or there was one Armed security man. I don't know what he means. Oh, I see. Yeah, was he one armed or, or was he one was there, comma yeah, armed? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Punctuation. I just friends. don't know. Eat shoots and leaves. I uh, never walked out of the cinema. I read the Rotten Tomatoes review of poetry. Mm. Never heard of it. Poetry. Um, it's like rhyming words that um some people have done. Amazing scenes. It was ninety nine percent score, so I thought I should make time to watch it. I found it really tedious. Mm. I persevered as I thought something's got to justify the 99% rating, but I was sorely disappointed. I do think that I would walk out of Smurfs 2. What right-minded person wouldn't walk out of Smurfs 2? Katy Perry's in it, isn't she? Yeah, but you don't actually see her. It's only her voice. Um, I quite like Katy Perry. I wanted to walk out of the Moshi Monsters movie, but that would have left my four-year-old in the cinema on her own. (laughs) Which is stuff people go to prison for. Probably not allowed to Uh, Someone, a while ago, said the only film that I've walked out of, right, was Valentine's Day. And then I saw that someone wrote in, lambasting me about... Hating on uh, Taylor Cube because of Taylor Swift and Taylor Lautner. Mm. Taylor Lautner looks like a hedgehog having an allergic reaction to his own arrogance. Okay, putting that out there. Thing. So, you know, make of that what you will. And Taylor Swift stick to singing. P.S. I've also heard the term grumble used in porn, but only as in grumble mags. My favourite porn term is jags ma- jazz mags. Grot is up there as well, though. Yep. What did you call it? I thought I thought I called it grumble grumble mags, didn't I? I think you call it gr- Grumble Vids. I think I call it a Grumble Vid. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, we're making a Grumble Vid. And I was like, what's that? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know. Also, so what have you guys been cutting down on the swearing? Oh, we've been cut. Well, you've been noticed. You might have noticed this one's been quite swear heavy. Um, the reason we've been cutting down the swearing is we figure we can get away with most things, but not the F word, mm. because now we're doing the video version <clears> as well. <throat> we put it on YouTube, and YouTube yeah. has. Um, like filters for certain words, and it gets. It get, they get. Um, but you can show boobs on YouTube. Can you? Well, you seem to be able to. I watched a video with boobs <laughs> yesterday. Um, it not... was a film trailer, though. Okay, whatever. From the, from the 1970s. But <laughs> oh, Stewum, Stewum. It's called Crazy Foxes. Crazy Foxes. Look it up on YouTube. <laughs> Don't look it up on YouTube. Don't look it up on YouTube. Probably slightly NSFW. Yeah, a little bit. The, the point with this is that, is that for a start, stop telling our listeners to look at. Grumble vids. And secondly, that's why we cut down the square on the swearing. Um, also because Stuart can bleep them out, but it means he has to go. It takes forever. Yeah. So fuck shit. <laughs> Frick. <laughs> so it means he has to scrub through the video. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
don't please with yourselves. <laughs> Okay, so on to the next one from Scott Mackey. He says, um, have any of you ever tried to avoid reading previews or interviews about an upcoming game or film? If so, how did you do? Try and avoid all previews and gameplay footage of Arkham Knight, as we as we said. <laughs> well, yeah, whoops, whoops <laughs> sorry for that. Um, and any tips on how to avoid them and beat the temptation of reading them would be appreciated. Um, keep up the good work with the podcast. Well, firstly, maybe skip the bit earlier when yeah, we talked about it. Do that. Um, it is very tricky. It is very, very tricky. As I say, I've somehow managed to avoid... Um, Mass Effect, three spoilers. How? Well, it's very difficult. People always say, like, you know, how can you do your job? How can you write stories about it if you don't know? That's because he just plagiarises other people's work. Exactly. It's really, really easy. So, first of all, if you work in the entertainment industry, plagiarise away. Um, And secondly, it's... I don't know. I I mean, Godzilla was one that I kind of didn't want to know that much about. Mm. Um, Now you do. Exactly. It's really difficult with our job, actually. And it is one of the, the downsides in the sense that... You very rarely play or watch a game, or play a game or watch a film, going in like blind, like you kind of would with with lots of other things. Like that's um, Sightseer is a film that we've kind of gone on about quite a lot. It's British like dark comedy. I had no expectations, no knowledge of what to what that would be about, and so I, it's one of my favourite films because it, it, it brought me back to before I kind of did the job. Okay, which is quite nice. Um, in terms of avoiding things, how yeah, would it's you so difficult these days? I mean, when I was growing up, of course, all you had to do if you didn't want to say know the result of a football match is it would be announced on the news, and they'd say if you don't want to know the result, look away now. Yeah, and they flash it up on screen for a couple of seconds. Now you've got to avoid Twitter, you've got to avoid Facebook, uh, you've got to avoid text messages, you've got to avoid absolutely everything. It's almost impossible. But I think we're getting to a stage where people are getting more and more considerate about spoilers. Yes, I mean you you know. Yeah. Things like, um, I've just finished watching House of Cards Season 2. Yes. And it's been really good because people have been tweeting about House of Cards Season 2, but they've been very careful to skirt around what actually happens. They yeah. just put things like, oh it's my amazing. god, it's great, and yeah. stuff like that. No, that's brilliant. And I, I think you're completely right. I remember like a couple of years ago, you know, you'd stay off Facebook after the results of yeah. something or other. Like, even to this stage where, like, you know, I mean, I don't watch The X Factor, but you always used to see people being like, oh my god, I can't believe so-and-so's gone. Mm. You don't even see that anymore. They're just like, you know really upset with the results tonight or what have you. Sure. And it, so I think that's quite good. So in terms of avoiding things, it, it's really tricky because trailers these days give, give so away everything. much away. It's give the away entire story. Everything. It's ridiculous. Um, which, I, which I hate. There's an art to trailers that is not being used because all trailers seem to do at the moment is show you the story, get you revved up to go into the cinema, which is their job, I suppose, mm. because they're, they are an advertising tool. But why is the point if they just show you everything that happens? No, and I completely agree. The, the one that got me is um, I uploaded a trailer for the... HD remake of Final Fantasy X and I mean yeah okay it's a 10 year old game most people have played it but surely the point of re-releasing it is for a new generation of people people that haven't played it and the entire story to the they literally have spliced together all the twists that kind of you know made me kind of gasp Mm. in the original and there's nothing there it's like so spoiler heavy it's it's unreal. So, well, the trailer for the new uh, version of Carrie was exactly the same. That just shows you everything that happens in the film. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, I wonder if she's going to go on a killing spree. I have just thought of something. What? Are you? Uh, what do you think of the uh, uh, British Eurovision entry? I haven't heard it. What? Have I? Haven't you? No. I, no, I'm surprised. I thought you'd be all across that. No, I think last night I, ve- I agreed to actually host a Eurovision party, which mistake. But there we go. We do that every year. Really? Yeah. Eurovision party yeah, we, well we always go to them and you always have to dress up as the bloody country oh, that you're supporting that. yeah so that's why we agreed to host because we were going to put a veto on it actually Michelle and I met at a Eurovision party good things happen at Eurovision parties yeah. I'm so telling you this year is our 10th anniversary really that 10 years we've been together this year Jesus. amazing isn't it I haven't been alive 10 years well, I know that um, so- Max Fuller <laughs> 
says, Avengers Assemble, and put up a funny picture of us. Here it is. Unless you're listening to the podcast, in which case I'll describe it to you. No, I won't. Uh, it's our faces pasted onto... Well, he's written Avengers Assemble, the but then, he said, and then he's written another email immediately after that goes, Oh! Says Max Fuller. I meant to say Justice League. Silly me. So it is actually a picture of the IGN podcast crew members past and present. As, On the Justice League, and I'm Justice fucking League. Wonder Woman. Are you? I wouldn't... I'd never have put that down. But hey! Get you. Thanks very much. Okay. Thanks for that. That I was good. that. Yes, it was good. And so, yeah, it's flashed up on the video and we'll figure out a way to sort it in the thing. You can do that, can't you? Yeah, I can do that. I'm quite good at this stuff. Okay, so Luke Gura. Gura? Gura. Whatever, he's, he's from Australia. Newcastle, Australia. Okay. Do you know there was a Newcastle in Australia? Yes, I did. Yeah. Oh, well, you're just fucking clever, aren't you? Yeah. See, bringing the swearing back for you. <laughs> just literally, <laughs> literally to wind him up. So, okay. Last week you were talking about great gaming moments. Mine would have to be with a little-known game called Second Sight back on the PS2. Hmm. Centred on around a man called John Vatic who wakes in a medical research facility with no memory of who he is. In breaking out of the facility, he discovers he has certain paranormal abilities and sets off on a journey to recover his memory as well as the secrets behind these new mental powers. First game I ever played with a story other than Save the World, Princess, Dams in Distress and the first game I had trouble putting down. Fantastic narrative with John's story being told in play flashbacks that seem to alter the world around you without saying too much the game ended with an unbelievable twist that just changed everything you discovered well worth checking out if PS2 games ever make it to PlayStation Now 2017 in, in Europe um, <laughs> and yeah and he's also is this is this someone else who said I've noticed a steep decline in the use yeah. of profanity on the podcast just out of curiosity why is that again it's the YouTube thing but I am doing it just to wind up Stu now hello so um, <laughs> because he has to edit it and, and because know. f*** you f*** you yeah. f*** you Titty sprinkles. Uh, that's all right. We can have titty sprinkles. We can have that's titty bad. sprinkles. Yeah. Have you seen that Morgan Freeman meme about that? No. Uh, it's basically a picture of Morgan Freeman and then loads of writing about Morgan Freeman. He's like, isn't the human mind amazing because I just need to show a picture and you immediately read it in Morgan Freeman's voice and then it ends with titty sprinkles and you imagine Morgan Freeman saying titty sprinkles. I'm imagining that right now. There you go. Amelia Perez Call me a walking meme. So when a PS2 game gets ported to PS3, they usually call it an HD remake, HD remaster, or HD collection. What happens? Yeah. Don't pick your nose. I'm sorry, Luke just picked his Don't nose. Don't draw attention to it, because the audio people didn't need to know. No, but the video people know. Fuck. So when a PS2 game gets ported to PS3, they usually call it an HD remake, HD remaster, or HD collection. Stop looking at my damn paper. What happens when they port a PS3 or a 360 game series like Mass Effect or Uncharted or Gears, etc. over to the PS4 X-Bone since they were already in HD. What are they going to call these? What are they going to call them? So, for example, with the Mass Effect trilogy, they'll call it Mass Effect Trilogy Galactic Edition or something like that. Nice. Um, so there won't be the HD thing. You should trademark that. I sh- maybe I will. But they um, also... It's not full HD, is it? Go on, Stu. Tell them about those pixels. Tell them about how 720 is different from 1080. I really God knows you want to. I can't be bothered. Go on. I write stories about it all the time and I don't understand. Tell me. (laughs) If people don't know by now what the difference is between HD and full HD, then go suck one. (laughs) Don't know what he's referring to. But, um, yeah, so they'll probably call it just either, like, Galactic Edition or something, I guess. Amazing. What? They probably will. And it is... I was going to make a joke about it maybe being on 720 on Xbox, but that's a joke, it's a joke, it's a joke, it's a joke, people. Luke said that, not me. It's a joke. We both know they can all do 1080p, 60 frames per second, and they're really good. So, Aaron Campbell from Northern Ireland says, I'm on the last podcast, I feel really CBBC presenter being like, and he drew this of Peggy Patch, but not really. Of who? Peggy Patch. Wasn't it Peggy Patch? 
What's Peggy Patch? I was like, when I was younger on like play days and um, like Wybird and there was Poppy and there was Dot, someone Dot. I don't know if you remember this. I'm 24. If you're my generation, write in and tell me your best Peggy Patch memories. IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com. Aaron Campbell from Northern Ireland says, on the last podcast, you were discussing how Xbox One still has no TV support in the UK and the 60 slash 50 hertz issues. Um, I think we'll be getting TV integration at the start of April. That's actually confirmed. And there was a patch actually that went out... Um, I think a couple of days ago. That's right. And it has... And so now we should have TV integration. It's meant to fix that issue in the UK. So we're there. Have you tried it yet? I don't have an Xbox One. What about here with all our Xbox Ones that we have that are plugged in and used constantly? Well, I'm not allowed to watch TV at work. I've been watching the Oscar Pistorius trial actually during work. Have you? Don't tell anyone. Okay. But, um, yeah. That'll just be our secret people. Brilliant. Also, um, the... I'll fix a few options. The upcoming March update fix a few issues, including an option to play TV in 50 hertz. Also disables hand tracking whilst watching videos, which I think iGen reported was the reason iPlayer has not yet launched. What? Hang on, what? Why can't... What? iPlayer hasn't launched because of hand tracking. I don't... What? I don't... Hmm... Oh. Yeah, no, okay, so he also says... Thank God you're having a stroke. No, he reckons that the TV guide is going to... Um, the medium remote will come on April the 4th. Um, seems like you're just coincidence. Um, I'm really confused by this email. Do you to look at it? Um, talking about the iPlayer, um, no, there's weird stuff going on there. We're not quite sure what's happening. Um, I'm assuming we'll see it soon. They both say that they're working on it. They're aware that it's um, a high priority, so... Stop. Joe from Bucks says, I work in childcare and often end up in conversations with kids about Minecraft. I always thought it sounded a bit boring and not my cup of tea. But to satisfy my curiosity and to actually have something to add to one, the one-sided chats I end up in, I've recently been watching Minecraft MoonQuest videos on YouTube, which I actually really enjoy. Probably the only Minecraft videos I do enjoy, as the others seem to be done by strange-sounding man-children. Amen. Hello, Luke. I've downloaded the 360 edition and have a, had a bit of fun on creation mode and finally got used to the game in survival mode. I've made a house and crafted some useful shit, including a bed. The problem is, what do I do next? What is my purpose in this blocky world? Basically, he says, I'm getting bored and would like saving before it feels like I wasted my money. What do you do? What is the point of Minecraft? I've never got Minecraft. So Keza was always the great advocate for Minecraft because... Um, with um, a partner, seven-year-old kid, you know, Spencer. Late Keza McDonald. <laughs> She's not dead, she was just always late. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Keza loved uh, Minecraft. I, I don't know, I, I don't really understand the appeal, but it's a phenomenon, right? It's sold something like over 30 million copies across all platforms. And it's finally come to PlayStation now as well, um, or to PlayStation platforms. Um, I guess... I don't know, you always see people building these massive kind of constructs and things, so I guess you need to make your own challenge and your own adventure. I mean, the sky is supposedly your limit in Minecraft, right? Mm. I don't, I mean, I, I don't get it, personally. I am, um, I don't think you have wasted money, though. It's be part of the phenomenon. Don't We're, you, well, can't you go into other people's worlds and help them build stuff as well? Or did I just dream that? I don't know, you've probably been smoking something again. Anyway... Let us know how you get on, Joe. Yeah, and keep also... Keep us seriously, keep, keep us informed. If you do build something amazing... Show us and we'll show it. Also, if you can tell... If you do play Minecraft, then you can tell us what the f*** you do in it. That's another one for you. Um, let us know. Best gaming moment from Marlon Slack, um, who says, G'day, fellas. Don't know if he's from Australia. Yes, he is. 
Um, you were also talking about the best moments we had in gaming. This might be a little abstract, but my favourite moment was a few years back when working at an abandoned mine in the desert in Western Australia. Ha ha! Around three hours' drive from the nearest town. That's a long way to go. I was going to say, Jesus. just myself and, um, and, and this other bloke in a huge, sprawling, run-down complex in the middle of a red, barren desert, which was over 45 degrees every day. I had one game to play on the PlayStation. It was Fallout 3. <laughs> Spending eight hours wandering a deserted, desolate wasteland, running from dangerous animals, would be replaced by eight hours wandering a desert, desert running from dangerous animals. Um... That sounds actually quite cool. He's actually enclosed a picture as well, which will flash up now. Yeah, that looks really. It does look quite Falloutish. It does look very Falloutish. That must be awesome, actually. I want to know what what were you doing in a in a rundown and an abandoned mine? What do you do there? Why are you there if it's an abandoned mine? Yeah. Is it? Are you you location scouting for Fallout Four? Or maybe it's some sort of. evil mastermind and he wants a lair it's like a moon base yeah could be mm. anyway that sounds awesome Matthew Luke Evans says with the release of Trials Fusion announced for mid-April how much of your subsequent life will be spent doing nothing but playing it Matt quite a lot yes we loved it and yeah. then the final bit of um, well we don't know if we loved it because we haven't played it yet. No, we loved the last one that's what you meant to say Trials Evolution yes but the next one we don't know if we'll love it more the same right right Andy Gill says, The first game I ever finished was the origi- original Dizzy on the Amstrad CPC 464. What's an Amstrad, Stu? <laughs> you wanker. <laughs> um, so I had been trying and failing to pro- complete the game for months. Woke up early one morning and finished it before I went to school. I was properly chuffed. P.S. My favourite term for a pornographic magazine is a twat mag. Twat mag. We forgot to mention what's coming out this week. Oh, shit. I'll some, put it in the story, maybe. Some games... Some movies. Probably, I think there's a good film coming out this week. Isn't South Park the Stick of Truth out this week? Yes. There's a good game for you. That got a nine from us, so mm. f- everything yeah. else and play that, yeah. and then we'll we'll deal with it next week. See ya. We're not going to be allowed to do this again. Bye. Bye. Thank you for stopping by. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.